This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to The Witcher Lorecast, the show that explores the vast lore behind The Witcher games, show, and books. Witchers, welcome back to The Witcher Lorecast. I am super excited for this episode because it is Witcher Week! This is your host, Tom, or Robots. I'm here, as usual, with Toasty. Just Toasty. It's just Toasty this week, Toasty. How you doing, buddy? Oh, he's floored. I'm, I finally came up with something that he is speechless about. He has no response at all. And I'm going to have to do this episode by myself because I think he has been dumbified. He's the old, the old sense of the word dumb, meaning unable to speak. Toasty, are you going to be okay? Are you going to be able to do this episode with me? I don't think he is. Um, so anyway, I'm excited about this week because we're wrapping up season one. We're talking about episodes seven and eight of season one of The Witcher because it's Witcher week. We are getting season two on Friday and I, I'm super excited. I know you guys are too. The live stream is in here chatting. You guys are awesome. I know you're all super excited as well. Toasty, are you able to talk yet? He's, Hi, my name is okay. Toasty. <laughs> <laughs> I thought maybe you were going to just stick with that joke for the entire episode. That would have been amazing. I, I mean, people were going to, we're going to, we're going to be like, was Toasty even there? <laughs> was Tom the just pretending? To find out that <laughs> was Tom just pretending that Toasty was there in the background? Yeah. Um, so, hey, <laughs> how you doing? Good, good. I, I, I just wasn't expecting just toasty i mean it had to happen know? eventually that was i but it, it didn't i didn't think that w- that would but okay <laughs> okay all right okay well, everyone's it, everyone's asking for your socials in chat so i think you should probably um, let them know how to get a hold of you and uh swipe right or i'll whatever. do that at the end of the episode he's a married man yeah give him a so break you can't have my phone number <laughs> Sorry. Give him a break. So, yeah, so we're getting into episode seven and eight. And um, before we get into this, I feel like so, so we were talking about this a little bit in the pre-show. I feel like these are the two episodes that really stitch everything together. They really close out the season and give us a like, hey, remember all these other things that we were kind of hinting at the whole rest of the season, especially in like the first and second episode and the stuff that we showed you that were kind of hodgepodge from different time periods especially the series stuff that happened at the beginning well this is everything else that was going on and this is where like Geralt was and this is all the other stuff this is how it all fits together that's kind of the sense I get for these two episodes what are you, what are you looking at Genesis don't at me on discord while I'm doing the podcast please <laughs> you're distracting him this is this is just a mess I'm just like what is this what is this yeah <laughs> anyways yes yes you you are correct this is the problem of live show podcast the um, amalgamation of he's a married man so far genesis he's a married man wait you're married too aren't you are you married i think i think think you're married i thought you were married genesis is married anyway sorry yes this is the everything kind of comes together episodes so um so this one is called head in the game boys that's right 
That's right, Omega. So this one, this first episode we're talking about, episode seven is called Before a Fall. So we're going to break these up into different timelines, right, Toasty? Yeah, I think that's probably the the best thing there, I think, just to make it a little bit easier to follow. Plus, some are more, I guess, significant than others. So Mm -hmm. help to kind of get all those pieces together. Right. So who do we start with? Uh, so for before a fall, I figured we'd start with Siri who probably has the smallest amount of screen. Well, I say that it's this particular future after Sintra falls Siri, because this is also an episode where we're going to see Geralt in Sintra during the events of the first episode. Right. (laughs) So yeah. It's this when I when I'm talking about Siri for this, I'm specifically talking about Siri like as present as possible right now for the episode, not the stuff that happens in Centra because we've already seen that. Right, right. All right. So, so, so what what is happening with her here? Uh, it's it's not much. Uh, she's in a town um, trying to kind of get by. She tries to steal a few things, um, some food. She gets caught doing that um this lady takes kind of attention to her um then she goes to try to steal some gloves it's caught for that too she's not very good at the whole stealing thing she's really not um and but she has some stuff Uh, she exchanges a ring that was her mom's Mm -hmm. um for the gloves uh in order to i guess keep her hands warm her other gloves i guess are aren't doing so hot well she'd given um, one away and she still only had that she, other she one she got it back but it was i think they've been through so much they probably aren't doing their job anymore yeah it, it so, looks really dirty and kind of wet and like yeah it's just not holding up so this lady who's kind of taking attention to her uh basically extends help saying you know she can you come home with her. She's got food and a warm bed and stuff. And, uh, you know, Siri kind of plays along and then steals her horse and runs off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just like, wow, Siri, you're <laughs> a real piece of work. Um, and then it'll skip to other events for a good portion. And later on, we'll see she's trying to start a fire out in like this tall grass somewhere uh, when these boys show up. The, and they say that they're uh, they're centrins, and these are apparently her old friends that she used to like play in the street with, um, like play jacks with or something. A game that's similar to jacks. Yeah, she's, um, she recognizes them, and I, I believe they're the same boys that she was in the street with in the first episode. Yes, and right. we will, we see them again. We actually hear their names this episode, yeah, uh, or at least specifically Anton. That's the one I can remember. Mm-hmm. Um, but they come up to her, you know, of course she's like, okay, these are my old friends. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm safe. I'm excited to see them. And then they just kind of start assailing her saying that she, she's going to make a pretty penny when they sell her to Milfgard, and they're like looting through her things and whatnot. Right. Um, right. And, and, and all this, they, they basically tell her like the only thing that you were ever, you know, the only reason we ever liked you is because we had to basically with yeah, their point like is, you're you're a princess we didn't actually like you we just kind of had to because you were you're the princess like, yeah which is 
Oof. Yeah. I've had, I've had those situations before, not because I'm a princess, but just oh, fake huh. friends. And okay. that sucks. I, I didn't realize um, that you were a princess, but I guess you aren't. So. I, I am not. Mm, okay. But, right. um, anyways, she, at, th- at this point, she kind of falls to her knees and starts chanting some sort of prophecy about, uh, the time of contempt and the white frost. And that would be when the episode ends the, mm-hmm. so it ends with siri mm-hmm. um, and her voice gets all weird and it does the whole like shaky head thing and the camera angle changes and mm-hmm. uh, yeah mm-hmm. something's it, happening there it's weird and i would also just like to make a brief mention of the fact that she makes a comment about what kind of weirdo talks to their horse <laughs> yes yeah it's like it's a you just roasted Geralt and you don't even know him yet <laughs> yeah so I thought that was, I, thought, I just thought that was funny. Um, and that's, that's it for series timeline during this episode. Um, right. she, she doesn't have a whole lot of screen time, but it's definitely a, an intense moment at the end when she does. All right. So mm. now we move on to Yennefer. And so she comes in about halfway through the episode. Um, she arrives at this Nilfgaardian dig site um, looking for Istrid, you know, yeah. old, old boyfriend Istrid. Um, he's, like an archaeologist he's digging up this ancient monolith that's dates back to the conjunction of the spheres um so i guess this is this is his passion he's over here like digging up ancient artifacts right that's what he wants to do we're we're seeing like a, a situation where she's kind of gone through all of these situations she's kind of lived through these phases of her life where she has sought out different things that she's wanted and she's realized that those things haven't made her happy and she cycled mm-hmm. all the way back to well there was this guy that actually saw me for who i was maybe he'll make me happy yeah so, <laughs> and, and i feel like so many times in our own lives we all kind of go through that at some point where we're like what about that old boyfriend or girlfriend of mine you know and and then you go back to them and you're like oh okay maybe not <laughs> Don't do it. It's not worth it. <laughs> right. This is one of those uh, situations. Yeah. So she's trying to get back with with this guy, um, presumably to try and forget like everything that happened with Geralt because she's upset about that still. Um, and so she's trying to convince him to get back with her. Uh, you know, he can do his his digging and she can be a mage and they can, you know, live happily ever after. And you know, they, they share a kiss, um, you know, moment of, of weakness for him. And then he tells her, uh, I've, I've been trying to get near you for like dec- or, or yeah, decades, centuries, and you always push me away. Um, you chose power over me. I don't want you. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, yeah. oh, damn. Right. And right. He, You've he rejected leaves. me too many times. I'm not I'm not going for you anymore. Yeah. Um, smart move. Uh, but so he leaves and then, uh, another person sits down. We assume just some drunkard who's, you know, Oh, hot chick. Let me look at all. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's not, uh, it's, it's actually, this is the first time we're getting introduced to Vilgefortz, who is a, a significant character here. He's a mage, uh, a strong warrior, and he's basically trying to recruit her help uh in the war against Nilfgaard. Mm-hmm. So he tells her, you know, uh Tisea said that you were her best student that she ever taught. 
and Jennifer kind of falls for that. Um, but he kind of lied. He didn't actually say that. So we come back to Eratusa. They show up there, and Jennifer is like, "Where's Taseya?" And he's like, "Oh, she doesn't know you're here." <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she didn't she, actually ask for you. Right. And she has the line where she says something like, I'm here not even five minutes before the lies start again. And she storms yeah. off. <laughs> yeah, she storms off. She's wandering the halls, remembering all the things that happened to her here. Uh, mostly the bad memories uh, that we we would all have seen earlier in like episodes two and three. Mm-hmm. Um, and she barges into her old room uh, there's some novices in there. Um, I, I was looking away from the screen. I think they were were they they were making out right or something. There was or, they were like giggling and being girls about something. I don't know oh, what okay. was going on, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, the, yeah. So they they're freaked out. Jennifer's like yelling at them, like, "What's going on here? You think to say it would be happy about this kind of nonsense?" Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. They're too happy then, for her. She's like not in the mood. Yeah. Yeah, and then she kind of reverses she's like oh well good thing i'm not actually a professor or anything and i don't care right uh, and then she right. takes them to get high yeah she's <laughs> like hey you guys ever combined these things together and they're like uh they said never to combine these and she was like don't listen to them think for yourself bam here's your introduction to magic mushrooms basically yeah um so she gets them high and while they're high, they basically reveal that they were paid to come to Aratusa mm-hmm. and that they can barely even use no, magic. No, no, no. The they place. paid. They paid to come to Aratusa. They like some oh, of the they, girls yeah, were royalty. Yeah. And their parents wanted them to go there to learn magic. So they paid to get them in. And they let them in anyway, even knowing that they weren't very good at magic because mm-hmm. they needed to get these girls in because they knew that. One, they'd get money for it, and two, they could still use them to power the the source of their magic, even if they don't pass the tests. And of course, Yennefer knows all of this and is looking and and feels bad for these girls at this point. Yeah, it, was, it seems like she's pissed at this point um, about this. So she takes them down to the eel room, mm-hmm. where she you know shows them like, hey, this is what happens when you don't ascend. If you're not good enough. You get turned into an eel and become right. part of the magic conduit. Right. And even, um, and even if you are good enough, they take things from you, including the ability to give life and all of these other things. No matter what, all of this sucks is basically her point because she's yeah. just pissed at the world at this, at this she's point. Bitter. Right. Yeah. And so, yeah, she gives them that talk of, you know, your best fate is probably either becoming an eel or just like quitting now because mm-hmm. being a getting to my point sucks um to say walks in and tells them to get lost essentially and then yennefer needs to stick to leaving her her numbers of ruined lives to one uh-huh. uh, which is oof. Mm-hmm. um yeah yeah and then they kind of have a bit of an argument but they get interrupted by a massive flood of like other sorcerers and sorceresses going into the great hall. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're like, what's going on? It's, and they're having a council uh, about the war against Nilfgaard at this point and how to defend the Northern kingdoms. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so we get pulled into this room 
they're talking about all the problems that they're having with Nilfgaard um, and how Sintra's always kept the policy of uh, fending for themselves. So why should we help them at this point? We're just risking too much. Frangilla shows up and tells them, you know, we don't have a problem with you. Our problem is just with Sintra. And if you stay out of it, we won't absolutely destroy you. Um, yeah. Oh, and by the way, we're doing necromancy, blood magic, and fire magic, and that's totally cool. With and us. demonology, or demonology. That's it was on blood yeah. magic. It was demonology, and and that's totally cool with us because magic's just magic, and you guys don't understand, which I'm sure rubs everyone the right way. Yeah, and yeah, there's there's like a an argument about like I guess the proper teaching process where Frangilla talks about how they we just took yours and made it better, and we practice forbidden magics, mm-hmm. so we're better than you and yeah um so of course they're not happy about it people start blaming yennefer because she was the one that was supposed to go to nilfgaard in the first place and they wouldn't be this bloodthirsty if she was there right. so it's all because, her fault because of course. she wouldn't be as competent was the was the explanation oh god they're so wrong um but anyways right um yeah so they most of the people end up voting to just let Centra fend for themselves because it's what they've always done and they don't want to get involved. Mm-hmm. Um, which mm-hmm. I would, I felt like it was a majority of the men that yes. made that decision. It, it was, it was. Okay. So a few things here. Uh, yes, it was majority of the men and you can tell later, uh, on, especially the people who go to defend the, the border to the north, the, the bridge um, and the tower. It's mostly women who go to defend the bridge um, Two, uh, Triss is here. And you, you see Triss and Yennefer kind of meet for the first time. Uh, we see them meet, but they, you can tell that they, they know each other. Uh, mm-hmm. Three, Tessaia and Yennefer, for as much as there's friction between them, you can see that there is still mutual respect mm-hmm. and that they, they, they do respect each other's power and authority even though they don't always agree on things. And this, I, this, I really like, I really like this, like mutual respect between powerful mages, these these very powerful female mages understanding that like, they don't always agree, but they know when things come, come to a head that they need each other and that they, Mm -hmm. they can ultimately trust each other. I think that's really cool. Um, the fourth thing about this whole sequence. And and I mentioned this because I've been rewatching these with my wife. And she doesn't know the story of of the Witcher. She never played the games and things. But um, so much of what we see in season one has to do with Yennefer's upbringing. And we see flashbacks to her, her youth and those kinds of things. I'm wondering how much of that we're actually going to see, because we see a little bit of it in season one with Geralt, with him being a child and like on the cart and that kind of stuff, which we're going to talk about. But I wonder how much of this we're going to actually see now that we get to glimpse Kaer Morin in season two. Are we going to see young Geralt training? And flashbacks, because we're going to see Siri training, but are we going to see Geralt mirroring some of the things Siri's going through in flashbacks? May, maybe we did get a little bit of that from Nightmare of the Wolf. Yes, because we get to right. see a little bit of Geralt's training in Nightmare of the Wolf. Right, so, but we don't actually see it in the live-action show. So yeah. th- that's one of the first things that occurred to me is that we do see a lot of that for Yennefer, but we don't actually see it for Geralt. So do we actually get like a young Geralt in some of these situations? Because in these episodes, we're going to see some of these flashbacks of him and 
the things he went through as a child. It, it, they didn't completely avoid it. So maybe they'll lean a little bit more into it in season two. I don't know. But I think that would be really cool. So if it happens, you heard it here first. I don't know anything for sure, but that would be really cool. So anyway, th that that scene wraps up. And of course, the mages who disagree with not helping Sintra or not defending the north decide to head out. And that's where the, the next mm -hmm. episode picks up. So yep. now we're over to Geralt's timeline and uh, he arrives in Sintra, right? He's he's trying to protect Ciri because Nilfgaard is on their way. Hmm. So he, he sees that Nilfgaard is this massive sea of black and gold, as he describes it, mm -hmm. um, heading towards Sintra. So he knows uh, you know, something bad's about to happen. So he goes to Sintra because he needs to check to to protect his child's surprise. Um, yeah, because at and, this point in his in his story, he's finally starting to take that seriously. Yep, yep. He hasn't up to this point. And he's finally doing it now. So he goes. He meets up with Mousak. He finds out that his child's surprise is not a boy. It's in fact a girl. It's Siri, mm -hmm. um, and. They're talking about this, but they get ambushed by some assassins that were sent by Queen Calanthe yes. because she doesn't want to get rid of Siri. Um, Geralt basically threatens Mausak, trying to get the assassins to back off. It doesn't really work. They're still going after him, but it's okay because Mausak has a sense of self-preservation -pre and teleports them out of there um, because he's a druid. And that's and he, that's what he, he has can do. magic so right. cool. he knows okay um, well if i get us out of here then Geralt's not going to kill me so um, let's basically I, yeah. I i don't think Geralt. i don't think Geralt really would have they're obviously friends it was right. a bluff right. Right. more than anything else but Masek um, knew that he could get him out of the situation and then talk to him in a more cool you know calm mm -hmm. less you know life-threatening situation so he basically. teleported him out and was like okay yeah. let's let's talk this over okay i'll take you to kill you know to the queen Calanthe. And, and, right, and the next we see is him confronting Calanthe, telling her you know i'm here to protect the child um show me know, to him no guards on their way <laughs> yeah and it they're going to be in danger um and Calanthe is against it at first she doesn't want to she doesn't want to give up siri yeah. um, she's lost her daughter so she's really protective of her granddaughter but eventually you know she agrees that the the law of surprise has to be honored uh except that she doesn't because she tries to dupe him yep, yep. Um, yeah she's like it's not a he it's a girl but okay here i'll show it to you or show show her to you brings in a a, 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 a decoy a decoy who looks very similar <laughs> but of course that's not right girl is on to it follows the girl out out of the castle and then sees actual siri in the street with the boys playing at dice or whatever in the streets right mm -hmm. so and i'm there was a, a bit of a, a just the way they did like i guess the uh, the way he looked i it seemed like his medallion because we don't really see it as much of the live action because the medallion's supposed to like kind of yeah. shake and vibrate at the sense of magic or monsters and stuff but of course we don't really see that uh as far as you know the live action goes uh, but he looks down at his medallion at one point mm -hmm. and he's like confused. So I'm wondering in the sense of, uh, is it because it didn't vibrate in the presence of the girl and he expected oh. it to because she's a child because he knows what Pavetta was able to do. Right. Or did it vibrate 
after he walked out of the room and he was like basically having it lead him to where the vibrations were were pinging off of basically yeah. Yeah. so it's i wasn't sure there but he definitely looks down at it like he's uh questioning what the medallion's doing for him in that situation yeah i noticed but that too. He, yeah okay so he finds a secret corridor gets outside sees her with the people realizes you know you you tried to dupe me he comes back in confronts Calanthe again saying that you lied to me um, and that you need to give me this child because she's in danger. And Calanthe says that she's not going to like, she's um, she's obviously traumatized by the death of her daughter here. And she's, she refuses to give Siri to Carol and tells him that he needs to leave. So he gets escorted out by uh, ice Tirsa and, he makes Geralt promise that he won't come back, but Geralt can't make that promise if Siri's in danger. So he gets arrested. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's who um, the next we see Geralt's in a cell uh, and we're, we're getting put into the events that happened in episode one with the sacking of Sentra and Calanthe uh, tells Mausak, like, we didn't let him go. He's still here. So Mausak runs to try and find him. But Geralt has escaped at this point uh, during using the chaos to his advantage and has gotten out. So he's gone now and is not still there. So we get pulled back into her telling Siri that she needs to find Geralt of Rivia. And Geralt is fighting his way through the city. Yep. basically trying to find Siri. So yeah. it's a really unfortunate event there because they both have the same goal, but they're just missing the events other. aren't lining up there. Yeah. Um, and the last thing we see of him, uh, well, he, he witnesses Kalanthi jump out the window for one, and then he tries to go find her. He, we see him interrogating a Nilfgaard soldier who's just talking kind of mad ramblings about uh, being saved already, blah, blah, and not being scared. Yeah. Religious, um, like religious ramblings of like prophecy and salvation. And so, like, yeah. And Geralt just kills him. So he doesn't have to hear it anymore. <laughs> He's like, yeah, it. whatever. Shut up. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. and that's the, that's the end of the episode there. Um, so, well, that's the end of Geralt's part of it. The end would have been the Siri portion. But sure. yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> Yeah, so that's that's uh, episode seven, and then we move on to episode eight. But before we do that, we have to thank our patrons, so we'll be right back. Very well. Let us get this over with. Something has infested my vineyard. Mm-hmm. Great. Let me go prepare my something oil then. All right, this is the part of the show where we get to thank our patrons, all nine of you. Thank you for supporting the show, and thank you for being here. Uh, those of you who are here for the live show, this is always on Monday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern. So we'd love for you to come by on twitch.tv slash robots radio and come join us. And we uh, we've got a live episode for the patrons coming up. It would be in two Mondays from now. And Tosi, are you available on the 27th? Maybe I haven't really talked about this, but. Are you planning to, to be around on the 27th or do we need? To- I am working every single day around. Um, yeah yeah christmas it's set for christmas so doesn't matter to me i'll be here all right i ain't going nowhere so i think we're still shooting for monday the 27th because that's not actually on a holiday day or like the day after anything like that so patrons Mm. 
we'll be we'll be doing our regular patron episode on the 27th still so come join us for that and if you would like to sign up before then you're still welcome to come join us we will be talking with you guys about season two i have a feeling we will all be just buzzing about it we Mm -hmm. next week we're going to be giving you our first impressions of the first episode of season two and then um dissecting a little bit more later on but season two we'll just kind of have a general patron chat where we'll all just be chatting and and getting your impressions this will be a focus on you guys our tier four or higher patrons about your thoughts on the season your favorite moments and the things that you guys want to talk about with season two so come join us if you want if you want to sign up now's the time to do that you've got two weeks to sign up if you want and again season tier four or higher so if we've done anything on the show to help you get through your work day your work week your drive to work or you know decorating your house and getting your christmas lights to work and going through every single one of those lights on that strand to figure out which ones are broken and keep the other ones from lighting um, you know, because not can, to mention the process of untangling those lights in My the first place. God. It's a very long process. Yeah. So, you know, you might as well listen to our podcast while you're doing that. <laughs> you might as well um, to make it yeah. uh, at least a bearable experience for you. So. Absolutely. Also, if you're trying to figure out which of those bulbs don't work, there's a little like bulb gun that you can get. You can put on top of each of those bulbs and pull the little trigger and tell you which ones get are getting electricity or not. It's super helpful. Mm-hmm. It's really, really or helpful. you could just plug it in and then see which ones don't turn on. But sometimes, uh, sometimes multiple don't turn on, and so it actually breaks the circuit in multiple places so that all of them go out, even if you have, like, serial run lights. Oh, so, wow. yeah, sometimes it's, it's even worse than that. Or you can just throw the whole thing out and just buy new ones. That's true. That fixes that everything. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it creates more garbage and it costs more money. So you can yeah. save your money yeah. and then just put the money and into subscribe to our patreon patreon with that money that yeah. you're saving on lights and then be on a podcast talking about the witcher which would be a lot more fun than stringing christmas lights so yeah go mm-hmm. to uh, patreon.com slash witcher lorecast and come join us on the show plus there's other 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 things you get at different tiers everybody gets everything all the way up to the tier that you you sign up for so if you did sign up for tier four you would also get ad free episodes from like tier one and episodes a day early and all the extra stuff that you get from all the other tiers so go check it out see what you think and thank you to all of our patrons you guys are awesome also we don't have any new reviews or anything but if you want to leave us a review on apple Podcasts, even if you don't listen on apple Podcasts, that's a great place to do it and you can also just tell your friends about the show if you're nerding out about the witcher and the new season with your friends Tell them about the show. Say, hey, you should go listen to these guys. They talk about everything having to do with the lore of the world of The Witcher. They fill in all the gaps and they'll even talk about the stuff in the episodes that you didn't catch so that you can enjoy these episodes even more. So we would love the help spreading word about the show. All right, let's move on with the rest of the episode. You smell of death and destiny, heroics and heartbreak. It's onion. Right, yeah. All right, we're back. So on to the final episode of season one. This is it. Much more. And we're starting again with Siri. So Siri. First first things first, Tom. First things first. We didn't didn't rate the other episode. Oh, we didn't rate. You're right. Right. We got to do that first. Okay. Okay. So what do you think? Medallions. Oh, man. Um, So we, we obviously, if you listened to the episode last week, you know that we basically... We agreed that those were the two best episodes of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, and for this one, it 
it's not as engaging. Obviously there's important stuff going on, but as far as like, uh, personally with like the politics of everything and whatnot, I'd probably give it like a three, three out of five. Medallions. Yeah. Like pretty, pretty middle ground. Yeah. It's in, it's enjoyable more than it's not enjoyable, but it's still like very middle of the road for me, especially compared to last week's episodes. It's, it's kind of a, it's a setup episode, right? It's something mm-hmm. you have to go through in order to kind of fill in the gaps and move on to something else. I agree. I think it's like a 3.5 for me. So I'm going to give it okay. 3.5 out of five. Yeah. Um, th- there's right. some, there's some good filler that kind of is necessary, but also some cool stuff happens. Um, yeah. But yeah, three point five. All right. I think it's necessary it stuff. One hundred percent necessary. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So moving on to the next episode, the mm-hmm. the final episode of season one. Much more. Uh, that is the title. Um, and again, we are starting with series timeline because it's like the most simple out of all of them. Right. Um, right. So. Siri, the last thing we saw from the end of the other episode was Siri going into this trance, mumbling, like, you know, announcing this prophecy uh, and the episode cuts off. We we start this one. She's waking up um, after having like fallen unconscious or been asleep or something. That lady who was trying to help her before she's back, back. she won't go Uh, away. She really won't. And She's Uh, totally cool with stealing the horse. And now the horse is dead. Yeah, the in, in you know, Siri looks up, there's a dead horse. It's like all bloody. She looks around, the bodies of her assailants are like broken, laying over like tree down tree stumps and, and she things. looks like she's in the center of a bomb, like a bomb went off. There's even like a there's like a cross shaped scorch mark on the ground where she was laying down. Mm-hmm. She she basically like exploded here. Um, and this lady's waking her up like, we got to go. Let's get out of here. <laughs> yeah, it, it, It's crazy, which is like, what? This lady's just fine with that. Like, it's obvious that she was the source of this. Um, mm-hmm. But like, mm-hmm. dang, which she does make a point. She asks, you know, what happened? And Siri says they were, were attacking her. And she was like, well, they got what's coming to them. Then. Um, so lady seems pretty uh, chill with it. So she's very right. chill lady, um, especially because the next thing she's doing is bringing Siri into her household, mm-hmm. um, trying to make her the daughter that she always wanted. Yeah. Um, which I got to be honest, if I found that girl in the middle of the field where a bomb explosion happened, I don't know if I'd want her in my house. No I offense, Siri, think, but I think uh, she's kind of driven by like this internal need and she's willing to just see the only only see the thing she wants to see in the situation i think that's pretty much what's going on here is uh is she's just like oh i want this girl to be my daughter i don't see anything else nothing else is happening yeah we we find out that the they're not too far off from where the battle is happening um so see them reacting to like firebombs and things being tossed around Mm -hmm. um nearby they can hear the sounds of the battle so they're really close to everything here um but basically it's siri kind of bonding with this lady uh, a little bit it seems like maybe she might actually be considering like you know taking her up on just staying because i mean i'm sure she's tired of running she's got a warm bed she's got food she's got love seems very Um, concerned about nilfgaard being so close and and the the size of the army and things like she she seems very concerned that she's not going to be able to get away from them yeah but 
she wakes up uh towards the end she wakes up uh hearing kind of like those prophecies again you know calanthe's voice like find Geralt of rivia and she's like okay i gotta find him and so she runs off into the woods uh and we'll get back to her in a second um mm-hmm. so next we're talking about Geralt's timeline I love, um, I love, I love, I keep interrupting you, but I love, I'm sorry. I, I just, no, I love, I love, fine. I love this section. Uh, I love what Geralt has to go through here because mm-hmm. this part to me feels the most like one of the games, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. And, and it, can I, can I just do a summary real quick? Yeah, he's, he's like, all right. So he's, he's dealing with like trying to search for Siri, right? He heads out of the city and he, goes looking for her into the into the woods right and you can tell that he's like struggling with where to go he doesn't know where to go it's night he's in the woods he comes across some dude in the woods they have this quick little quick little talk right and basically they've they size each other up and determine that neither of neither of either of them is going to kill each other or harm each other and you come to find out that this guy in the woods is a super nice dude. He's trying to bury these men and women, these poor dead people, right? Because mm-hmm. they deserve burial, even though they've been laying there for a few days. And which I would also like to point out that this dude basically immediately recognizes Carol, by the way. He calls him Butcher. Right. The entire time. Butcher Blavikin. Yes. Um he just calls him butcher for short and he calls him that basically off the jump so he sees him sees his hair sees that he's a witcher and he's like oh butcher blavikin um so right right and so and Geralt knows basically warns him like i don't think you should be doing that and he's like whoa what the crow's gonna get him and and he's like there's a lot worse than crows out here you better get going oh the wolves is like no not those either not the wolves right and (laughs) so and so Geralt's like like okay well at least i'll i'll help this guy out and just tell him he he should probably get moving well the guy decides not to move and so Geralt decides to stick around long enough to help him out Sure enough, ambushed by ghouls. Sure enough, (laughs) Geralt knows that ghouls are going to come because he can tell and you can tell that he's prepped himself with some potions because his eyes are are black Mm -hmm. and he's got like the pale skin with the veins. Right. And so he knew this guy wasn't going to leave because the guy wants to do the right thing and he doesn't realize that ghouls are coming. But Geralt knows Mm -hmm. ghouls are coming. Geralt knows how many ghouls might be coming and the fact that they are so dangerous that even one bite could kill a man. So Geralt has like potioned up ready to take on these ghouls in order to save this one guy because Geralt can't help but be the freaking white knight which in the situation at this point it's also uh to point out the fact that like he got all his stuff taken when yeah he got uh, arrested he doesn't have his armor all he has is his clothes and like and all he has is his like silver sword i think that's the only he doesn't have both his swords he just has the silver one right um and, and so, a bag. so he has some of his potions in like a bag that's it yeah so he, yeah. he luckily he i'm assuming he kept those on roach and they didn't like loot everything off a of roach but right. he's he's unarmored um so this is super risky for him right right so he decides okay I'll, you know i'll stay i'll help this guy sure enough 
Ghouls show up. He protects the man. He takes out a bunch of them. And this is Mostly like Mostly barehanded. Yeah, he, yeah. He one of the swords sword, like three ghouls in. Yeah, one of the swords <laughs> gets stuck in the ground. He gets hit. It isn't able to hold onto the sword, tears a few of them apart, and then eventually gets bit in the leg, right? He was able to save mm-hmm. the man. And then later on, the man comes back, drags him onto a cart, and then starts carting him off. But of course, now he's he's seeing things because he's got ghoul venom in his body. And he's able to get you know, awake enough in order to take a down a, a potion that fights off the venom and pours it on his leg. And the old man is now taking him through the woods back to a home, which coincidentally happens to be the same house that Siri was at. Is it coincidence or is it destiny, Tom? Is it destiny? Who knows? He's, in, he's Geralt's only asked for the law of surprise twice. And guess what? It was Siri both times. And and this man says, I don't have anything to give you, butcher. But what about the law of surprise? And he goes, it's all I got. And he, it's all I got. And he goes, how about just a, how about just, a, just an ale, an ale or so, yeah, a beer, or ale or beer something. Oh, no, no, just, just give me an ale. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. And in the most significant portion of this is the fact that Geralt's hallucinating and remembering things from his childhood. Right. So he's right. remembering being on a wagon with his mom and his mom tells him, you know, we're out of water, mm-hmm. go fetch some water. And when he comes back, she's gone. Yeah. She's not there anymore. Um, and that's when presumably he was picked up by Vesemir. Cause he starts talking about Vesemir. Right. And then later he's like, he's, he has to treat, uh, the, the wound by taking part of a potion, the pouring the rest on the wound, mm-hmm. which looks super painful. Um, I love, I love that this dude was in the, not, not Geralt, just the random merchant guy, like the actor that got paid to do just this one episode yeah. and he's really given it all he got. He's so I, good. I was, he was a really good guy. <laughs> like yeah. I was, yeah. I was like, this dude's been is given like maybe like 20 minutes of screen time. And you know what? He makes the best of it. Yes. Um, yeah. I so, also, I also really like how we get a glimpse of Geralt's um, inability to forgive his mother still mm-hmm. like he's still carrying this um it, 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 she shows up as the healer in his dream and he's like why did you take your face why did you have why did you choose her like these kinds mm-hmm. of things because at first it shows up as renfrey and then it's yennefer and then it's his mother and then mm-hmm. like the, the healer in his dream the, the woman tending him is this like a big representation of like Geralt having abandonment issues? Yes. Oh yeah. Because yeah, like absolutely. Renfrey, while he like Renfrey forced him to kill her. Right. When, when he actually cared about her, right. he just did it because he had to, he had to defend himself and the people, but like in a sense, he was kind of abandoned in that situation because she chose the wrong path and he had to he had to fix it. And then the right she's just been left by Yennefer mm-hmm. recently, um, who he also was in lo- is in love with still. Uh, and then it just comes back to his, his mom. Mother, right? And it's a very like weird sequence of the fact because I I have to go back and check, but honestly, I think in the books, it doesn't like, they don't make it seem like it's a dream. Mm. Like it seems Mm. like it's real. His mom is a sorceress. So Mm. she's going to live for centuries. She could still be alive and she would still look the same way because she's a sorceress. It's very vague. And the one one thing that happens when he snaps out of it is that he's sitting there with the, 
with the guy and he's like where is she and he and he says who you call which woman you called out so many it you mm-hmm. know and, and you get the sense of like oh well it must have been a dream but it could have been both like there's no telling if he was there the whole time with him you know that he was mm-hmm. sitting there next to Geralt the whole time that maybe he had left at some point and he wasn't tended by a sorceress who showed up who happened to be his mother and and at some point if correct me if i'm wrong but it was said something like Geralt, it's time to let go it's time to to let me go it's time to forgive or so, something like that there's a there's a line in there about letting this go mm-hmm. um it, which leads me to believe that like yeah he needs to let go of this like this like the feelings that he's holding on to this resentment over the things the abandonment the things that happened to him as a child like and he's been holding on to this for like lifetimes now because mm-hmm. he's been around for so long and yet he still hasn't let go of this which is mm-hmm. it, it, like that really ties to his character so well in this episode and i'm sure is going we're going to get more into that in the future but um mm-hmm. but it's all this all wraps up he gets to the house right and right. and uh gets dropped and we off. find out that this guy's wife is the same exact lady who took in siri right um right. so uh the law of surprise that the guy offered to Geralt says that you know he can have what the guy has but doesn't know yet um he they have they found a girl mm-hmm. um so by the law of surprise that girl is you know, Geralt's now. Um, and the lady's just talking about it. Like I found this girl, she was in the woods and right. he's like, and he, you know, he remembers back Renfrey's words, like the girl, the in, the girl in the woods will be with you forever. Yeah. And so he jumps off this cart and he just limps into the forest. Um, and he's just kind of looking around and of course, at this point, we're like, Siri literally just fled. The, the scene right before that is her going into the woods as the car is pulling up. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. no, you can't do this <laughs> no. again. And, We've already but, seen this happen. Yeah. Yeah. And then Siri comes running through the trees towards him um, and you know, basically hugs him. He hugs her back. He says, uh, people... Uh, or people connected by destiny will always find each other. And then Siri asks him, who's Yennefer? <laughs> yeah, and then that's it. That's the final line, right? And that's the final line. And that's it. Um, Which is cool because so, it ties into the fact that her dreams are showing her things that she otherwise wouldn't know anything about. Yeah. So, so yeah, that's, that's the Geralt timeline. Geralt and Siri finally coming together in this situation, which is the big takeaway here because mm-hmm. next season's all about where they go right. after this. Right. And then um, we get and, the whole battle of Sodden Hill and Yennefer. Stuff, yes. Right. Which, and I don't know that we ooh. need to go into all the details on this because it's mostly the, you know, uh, Nilfgaard assaulting the hill and their defense of the hill and yeah, the different and, ways that they're defending. It looks like they're doing a good job at first. And then, of course, they start to they start to lose. They start to lose, which we, we you know, we find out here, you know, they, the whole battle. There's only 22 mages defending this hill mm-hmm. uh, from Nilfgaard, which is, you know, they have an, an entire army and a Fringilla. Um, mm-hmm. So we get Fringilla's to see all kinds of kind cool of method. Oh, go ahead. Fringilla is kind of diabolical in some of the oh, yeah. means that she's using. I For mean, she's sure. having, she's having some of Nilfgaard's mages like absorb their bodies into fire bombs. 
Yeah, they're like <laughs> and there's it's really like a zealot behavior on Nufgard's side here. But yeah, so we get to see a lot of cool means of magic. Um it it's kind of a like Triss, uh, they're tr- it seems like they're trying to have Triss kind of be more of like a nature magic person. Cause she makes like poisonous mushrooms that poison people. And then like a whole like vine wall thing kind of going on. Right. We get to see some of the power of other mages and things, coral, Vilgaforts. Um, and it's just a lot of, you know, cool uses of magic and fighting. Um, and it also shows us that Fringilla is incredibly talented, incredibly smart, and then has access to magic that the other mages are too afraid to use. And she's taking huge advantage of that. She like uh, one method that wasn't even like a bad thing because people, they all use portals, but she just makes a portal on the ground and has the archer shoot a bunch of arrows into it. Right. Which is like, that's just incredibly smart. Right. honestly right. um and then she uses like mind controlling metal worm things yeah. that take over like the minds of like sabrina and a couple of the civilians yeah um yeah and that that worked really well uh, that yeah, that she, was like the big turning point in the whole thing it, it basically collapsed like the fort could no longer be held at that point because right. it got attacked from the inside and all of their resources got destroyed mm-hmm. um in one of the so one of the big okay. things here is that Tesea tells uh yennefer to like get up on the tower and hold on to her chaos yeah. like she wants her to just reserve, reserve her energy right. and basically act as like the lookout so she can right. see everything that's happening and she's coordinating with all the mages and whatnot uh, unfortunately no one's listening to her she keeps talking to people and they're just like doing the opposite of what she says which uh okay sure and it's they all die right. uh, because of it right. um and to say but, is one of the big hitters but she gets taken out relatively easy by fringilla who hits her with some dimeridium dimeridium yeah which um basically keeps her from doing magic and incapacitates her for what seems like hours well into the into yeah, night it's it's not good so to say is out of the fight off the rip um but eventually everything's falling around them the forts like been exploded from the inside and yennefer she's been stabbed um by an arrow um an she got yeah. launched off of a of a t- off the tower onto the ground um so she's she's not looking good but she's still got energy because she hasn't been doing anything this whole time she's just been coordinating so she's still able to fight somewhat she's trying to find anyone who can she's looking for Tesea specifically eventually mm-hmm. finds her and Tesea tells her just let your chaos explode that's how we right. win this right um right. and basically get- she gives her permission she's like she's like all the things that have you've pent up over the years now's the time Mm-hmm. <laughs> basically yep. put, take, take down any of those barriers now's the time and this this kind of gives me chills you know it's kind of like like all that anger all the things that you've been holding in for all this time now's the time and and we've talked about the forbidden magics yeah and fire is at the top of that list they right. don't use fire because the other elements have ma- means of balancing them fire is wild and chaotic and will run out of control. And so at this point, Yennefer steps up onto a rock and just unleashes this giant 
hellfire into things. And I would just like to point out controls the flow of it. Yes. Yes. Which, which fire is uncontrollable. That's why they don't use fire magic is because you can't control what happens with it. And you know what she does as well as wipes out the entire Valley. Yeah. The, 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 whole forest, the whole forest is just gone. Like the yeah. soldiers, the forest, everything is just she, leveled. But she manages to like vent the fire around, like to say is there, and mm-hmm. she controls the fire, giving to say like a pocket of of you know open space to where she doesn't get burned. Yeah, and some other um, mages too. Like yeah, yeah. So it's it's crazy, and this is like a huge demonstration of seeing just how much power and control Yennefer has. Right, she, she's basically so, like a nuke going off, but like a controlled nuke. Yeah. So um, this happens. She wipes out the Nilfgaardian army here, or the majority of it, enough to where Nilfgaardian has to pull back because mm-hmm. the in this situation the mages do win the Battle of Sodden Hill. This is the first Battle of Sodden Hill. The mages do win because of Yennefer here. Um, but we, at the end of it, we see, you know, the flames die down um, to say as, you know, fine. Yennefer's just gone. She's no idea where she went. She's gone. Everyone's looking for her to say is like screaming out for, her. we see Geralt screaming out for, her, even though he's not there specifically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but she's just gone. And we don't know where she went, except according to the trailers for season two, we do know where she went. She got right. captured. Right. Right. So and we also have um, the northern, uh, some of the northern kingdoms starting yeah, to show up. shows up at the end of all of this, of course, Yeah, um, which is fine because we'll get the second battle of Sodden Hill to which the armies actually play an effect in it. But for yeah this situation Volta shows up at the end um it's already over but yeah you know i guess but they got an army there now that, that's what they were holding out for was that they needed the the northern armies to show up in order to try to hold the pass but they um, didn't <laughs> but they did in time so they were trying to try to buy time yeah. yeah but uh but yeah that that moment is is super cool it's a really cool conclusion to the season mm-hmm. um and it makes me wonder you know what's the season two conclusion we've talked about this on a previous episode but you know what's what's the big conclusion for season two? Where is that going to end? And mm. uh, you know maybe maybe we'll have more to talk about. Uh, we won't talk about it next week because we'll only be talking about episode one. But with our our patrons in two weeks about what, what we think about the. Wait, I thought we were just going to give us first impressions of the whole thing. First or, impressions. Or, oh, I'm sure we're going to be talking about some of our favorite moments. I got a Saturday off. My my boss had me. <laughs> had had my back on this one he was like oh man he should have told me he was like i know that your thing comes out on friday i'm gonna your give thing. you saturday off so you can watch it and i was Aww. like man i i still don't like you but i appreciate you a little bit more <laughs> well hey that's not so bad yeah so that buys him some points i'll have everything done probably watched twice by this time next week sweet sweet so, awesome all right well we'll be back next week to talk about episode one of season two Tosi, this has been super fun um, mm-hmm. I hope you guys have enjoyed this episode and the recounting of season one. You got anything else going on, Tosi? Rating. Oh yeah, rating. Go rate it first. Always forget. Go rate it first. Um, you want to go first? You go first. You always go first. I went first last time. You go first. All right. I would give this a. You know what? I'm giving it. I'm giving it a five. This is up there. Carol fights a bunch of ghouls. 
Siri tries to run away again, but doesn't. And then Yennefer blows everybody up with fire. It's uh, and plus there's a bunch of awesome, cool magic stuff. And mm-hmm. we actually get to see like, I mean, heck, we didn't even talk about um, the sword, the sword magic fight. Like, that's pretty cool, too. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, there's a Dug lot of cool force stuff. can summon swords. He's like a warrior. Right. Mage. Yeah. And, and of course, of. yeah. Kair can actually hold it. We, it's not just Fringilla who's yeah. powerful. Kair actually beats Vilgefortz, even though Vilgefortz has like magic and stuff. Kair still beats him. So yeah, he disarms him like four times in a row. Formidable Kair is how yeah. smart he is too. I think on the second sword is when Kair like looks at it and he's like, well, I know your weakness now. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. But yep. yep. So right. um, I'm going to give it a 4.5. Okay. I don't... <sighs> I don't think it's as good as uh, the last wish episode or um, the one with the dragon. I I think those are better episodes, but this is still pretty damn good. Mm, I just don't right. think it's a perfect five. So, okay. All right. You know what I would love, you know, what I would love is a rundown of other people's points. I would love to have like a, like a document of like everybody's points and what, what they give each of the episodes. And we can have like an average score, like a running list. I think that'd be really cool. Any, anyone listening, hop into the discord and give us your ratings for the episodes for season one. Yeah. Just li- listen, episode one, you know, what out of five episode two, what out of five. And then we could kind of make a document with just like everybody's list. That'd be really cool. Mm-hmm. And we could kind of average it out and we'd have like, okay, these are everybody's favorite episodes. That'd be yep. really neat. Yeah. So you got anything else going on before we head out? You want to share? Um, well, uh, of course, as always, Witcher Lorecast on Twitter. Um, give us a follow. Um, you can follow me personally at SoThanatoasted on Twitter because I said I would do that at the end of the episode. So here I am doing that. Um, <laughs> I'm in the Discord if you want to chat on the Discord. Um, and then uh, go go listen to uh avatar legends journey of the elements if you're an avatar fan um i'm playing a firebender the last two episodes we recorded were absolutely insane i did something incredibly stupid and it was incredible um okay so uh yeah that episode hasn't been released yet but it should be released next monday um and it's it's nuts um and uh, uh that that's about it i'm not giving out my phone number so yeah <laughs> okay cool <laughs> toasty's a married man uh <laughs> nice. also don't I, i'm terrified of having my my phone number on the internet yeah no don't give out your is. phone number that's a bad idea that's a terrible <laughs> so idea. bad um yeah we'll just have to change it i'll type it in chat because it's hard to spell i have a very big username oh your uh twitter yeah, yeah. so Thanatoasted. toasted yeah oh wait um yeah so <laughs> cool man yeah go follow him on twitter i'm on twitter at robots underscore radio and I'm just okay already wow y'all were really on that there you go <laughs> yeah everyone's everyone's friending you up so fast um <laughs> you can find all my stuff and and all the other shows on the network at uh robotsradio.net or of course on the robots radio discord we'd love to hear from you on there uh man we get so many people joining that every day we're over 2000 members on the discord uh, probably 2100 at this point um but we'd love to have you on there if you want to tune into any of the other stuff that i'm doing i stream almost every day of the week on the robots radio youtube channel and our podcasts are all over on the twitch 
robots radio channel twitch.tv slash robots radio so podcasts on twitch games on youtube and i do some other videos about stuff on youtube i'm trying to make the youtube channel more and more about um role-playing games so right now i've been doing a lot of stuff about skyrim again because skyrim anniversary edition came out i've been doing more stuff about starfield as hype for that is building because that's coming out again soon um if we get more witcher stuff of course i'm going to be doing some witcher stuff some more as new witcher stuff gets you know published but not a whole lot of new witcher stuff yet although it seems there was an announcement about witcher 4 staffing up for for development so that that's kind of exciting um Mm -hmm. but yeah that's that'll be your source for rpg games and and things so i'd love for you to come follow me over there and you know hang out for some game streams and stuff that's what i got going on uh but that's about it we'll see you guys next week where we get to talk about season two season two woohoo all right guys and until then stay safe on the path yeah stay path on the safe all right we'll see you guys next week (laughs) (laughs) bye everybody Thanks for tuning in to The Witcher Lorecast. We'd love to hear about your experiences with the games and the books and the TV series and all your thoughts on everything. Please check out the Robots Radio Discord and follow us on Twitter at Witcher Lorecast. You've been listening to a Robots Radio podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net.